Oh, Lord. So I really do believe, I said this before, but I do believe that Passover is a celebration of Yeshua. And I, I, just as an intro kind of thinking about this, you know, I look around the world and it is just upside down. Sin is not only all around us, but it's no longer considered sin. And in the United States over the past 70 years, we've, the, the country has tried to take God out of the country, and they've been awfully successful. And we have suffered as a country because of that. Well, we're at a pre precipice right now. It's no longer a slippery slope. It's either going to be a free fall or we're going to start going the other direction. And if, if it's a free fall, we have nothing but Sodom and Gomorrah to look forward to. We have to understand that there is only one hope. As we pray, we can pray for different situations, but we just have to pray for revival and hearts to be transformed and salvations. And that is done by the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the earth. So this is a Passover thought because... This is all about Yeshua and the salvation and, and the transformation that he brings to us. And, and so it makes sense that we are here to celebrate. God has set up these appointments in Scripture so that we can know him better and know his plan of salvation. And we can see the, the past, we're, we're living obviously in the present, but we can also see the future through these appointed times. The spring feasts, we focus on the past, and the fall feasts, we focus on the future. And we understand what God is going to do. But let's look at Passover and uh, three or four of the key elements in Passover. So the first one would be the fact that Yeshua is the Lamb of God. And, and that's all about salvation. In Egypt, the Lamb's blood over the doorpost of the house um, pro, uh, caused the firstborn not to die, but to live. And, and so we see a similar thing in the New Covenant with John 1.29. The next day, Yochanan, John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And it's repeated in John, uh, 1 John 35 and 36. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and watched Yeshua walking by. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. The Jewish people who heard that probably understood what was going on in this time because they were familiar with the Passover Lamb. But even more, uh, I don't know if you, you even remember this verse, but in Exodus 29, verse 38, it talks about, well, you can read it. Now, this is what you're to offer upon the altar. Two one-year-old lambs each day continually. So there was a continuation each day of a morning and an evening sacrifice of a lamb. And so the people understood. 
And what we understand now is that when we put the blood of Messiah, that last Passover lamb, his blood over the doorposts of our hearts, then we have eternal life. And we will not die. And this is so key to the Passover message. That it's all about freedom and it's all about redemption. And God will bring us that freedom so that we can become close to him as, as Yeshua takes away our sin. Yeshua is also prophetic in, in, in the sense that the Lamb of God is talked about both in Jeremiah and in Isaiah. In Jeremiah eleven nineteen, it says, But I was like a gentle lamb led to slaughter. I did not know what they had devised plots against me. Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will be no more remembered. And then Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He was the final sacrifice. And we see that this was necessary because of the scripture we read in the New Covenant, Romans 6, 23. For sin's payment is death, but God's gracious gift is eternal life in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. So part of the following uh, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, another, another characteristic, I should say, of Passover is the whole idea of chametz. Chametz is, an, is the Hebrew for leaven. And we understand that leaven is something that we are doing without during this time of Passover. So we are uh, using only unleavened bread, and we're not using any foods with yeast in it, anything that would rise. And in Leviticus 23.6, it gives you the simple thought that on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Matzah to Adonai, or Matzot, uh, plural. For seven days you are to eat matzah. But in Exodus 12.15, look at the reading there. For seven days you are to eat matzot, but on the first day you must remove hamatz from your your houses for whoever eats chamatz from the first day until the seventh day that soul will be cut off from Israel. God is extremely serious about his word and he's telling us the seriousness of having a week where we are not focused on the leaven, the, the, the sin, the, 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 the stuff that is, is so easily entangles us. So this week should not be about just not eating matzah, uh, um, things like bread and, and only eating matzah, but it should also be a time where we are willing to cleanse ourselves emotionally and spiritually and in all ways 
We need this season to understand that anything that puffs itself up in our life is no good. It's leaven. So as we're celebrating Yeshua, we understand that he is the bread of life. We see it in John 6.35. He says, I'm the bread of life. And we see that matzah, when we look at it, and, and you can actually kind of see a picture on our announcements of matzah, and later on you'll have matzah for lunch, but you'll see that it's, it's striped, and it's pierced, and it's bruised. And I don't understand how the Jewish community, who does not believe in Yeshua, and does not really look at Isaiah 53 as about Messiah, and yet they allow matzah to stay the way it is, which is bruised, pierced, and striped, which is exactly what it's talking about in, in, in Isaiah 53. And, and, and then to take that middle piece and break it at the Seder, and hide it away in a linen cloth and bring it back when and 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 pay the children who find it for for mon with money and that you can't you can't end the seder you cannot end the seder until everybody eats of that particular afikomen the piece that was hidden away How do people ignore this? How do our people ignore this? Leaven is a picture of pride and sin. Unleavened is a picture of humility and purity. One of the other characteristics of Passover is all, I would say, is about humility. And we see in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, talking about the chametz again, your boasting is no good. Don't you know that a little chametz leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old chametz so that you may be a new batch just as you are unleavened. For Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast not with old chametz, the chametz of malice and wickedness, but with unleavened bread, the matzah of sincerity and truth. This, this is what Yeshua demands of us. This is, this is what he demands of us. As we celebrate Passover, it's not about just a ritualistic Seder. It's about applying God's word into our heart so that we will not sin against them as it talks about in Psalm 119. Another biblical part of the Seder is that we are to eat bitter herbs. Now, uh, the normal, and, and even in our Haggadah, the normal Haggadah will say, uh, we, um, well, first let me read Exodus 12.8, then we'll tell you about the Haggadah. They are to eat the meat and roast it over the fire with matzot and bitter herbs there to eat. So what is said in our Haggadah is that, oh well, the hard labor of the Israelites in Egypt and the, mor the moror, the bitter herbs, remind us of that. 
Well, to me, the bitter herbs or the maror remind me of the hardship of Yeshua's sacrifice for us. And, and that we learn sacrificial giving. And, and yes, there is a part of us that we, we, we feel the, the difficulty of it. But, but we are glad to do it. And Yeshua was glad to do it. And even though um, people around saw it as bitter herbs, so to speak, uh, he was glad. And when we give sacrificially, we are glad. And even though people around us might see it as like a bitter herbs type moment, it really isn't. Because giving is what we do joyfully. Exodus, uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah. You know, one of the things uh, I started with talking about the United States and, and our difficulty. One of the greatest difficulties that we have in the United States is that we do things by feeling. We feel this way, we feel this way, and so that those are our actions. But sacrifice is very rarely by feeling. It's by intention. It's by pledging. It's a sacrificial uh, giving is something that is, is not done because it's going to give us that quick pleasure. It's done because we love God and God has taught us this very thing. And it's our, our humility that allows us to prefer others to ourselves. And that is sacrificial. And I believe that's part of Yeshua's legacy. Now, one of the traditional things we do in the Seder is to wash our hands. And I believe it's symbolic of receiving purification before coming to God, which is what, why the temples had so many baths, because before the people went to pray, uh, they, would, they would go through a mikvah-type thing. They would immerse themselves in water so that they could purify themselves, and so they, their heart and their mind and their spirit would be right before they go to God. And so that's really what this is symbolic of, this, this washing of hands. But Yeshua, as he did so often, he raised the bar. He said, yeah, well, this is tradition, but I'm going to wash your feet. And when he demonstrated that, he demonstrated the humility that you and I need to be his disciples. Philippians 2, um, it says, Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves, looking out not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua, who though existing in the form of God... Yeshua existed in the form of God. Did not consider being equal to God a thing to be grasped. He didn't think that being equal to God was something to be grasped. Do you realize how silly that is? 
when we use our common sense? I mean, that makes no sense. That's like saying, okay, well, I'm president of the United States, and um, eh, no big deal. You know, let's, we're all in this together. I mean, it's crazy. But he emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, becoming the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. We know that Passover is about deliverance. We know that it's about freedom. But we also have to know that it's about humility. And that we are, as we live for others, as we are generous, as we are giving in all our ways, it's, God does an amazing thing in our lives. And he does an amazing thing in the people around us. It's not just us that, that God affects so, I would ask you to think about your giving, and I'm not talking about financially right now, though it's part of giving, but, uh, but uh, that's not what I'm referring to. When somebody says, let's do this instead of that, it's so simple to say, okay. When somebody says, I live five blocks away from here and I need a ride home, Say, okay. When somebody is struggling with money to give them a few bucks, should be easy. Should be easy. There are so many ways that we can give. But some of the, the, the most important ways to give are actually with the people who are closest to us. Because the people who are closest to us generally see the worst of us. That's where we let down our hair. And it's really critical, especially for husbands and wives, to not allow that to happen. But to support one another and encourage one another and strengthen one another not because the other person is right or better. It's just because it's the definition of humility that Yeshua demonstrated at the Passover. He demonstrated how he was going to take care of the others. And we need to do the same. We need to take care of people, encourage them, and strengthen them regardless of their past, regardless of the mistake they made, regardless of all of this, this is what it means to have unconditional love. Part of that unconditional love was also shown as what we call the meal of Messiah. So if we, uh, Donna and Ron, have elements to pass out, so at the, at the Pesach Seder, at the, the Passover Seder, Yeshua, again, raising the bar, 
because obviously they were used to thanking the Lord for the wine and thanking the Lord for the bread, as we do in services. But he takes it one step further. And when we, we don't do um, the Lord's Supper that often here, but I feel that Passover is certainly one of the right times to do it. And so I want you to understand that we're going to do things a little differently maybe than you're used to, because we're going to focus on us first, and then we'll focus on Yeshua. And so we're going to pass out, hopefully, um, the grape juice, because we use grape juice, we don't use wine. Sorry. And, and the matzah, and we'll pass that out in a moment. But I'd like you to read some scriptures with me. So first one is 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six through 28. Join with me, please. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in doing he is to eat the bread and drink of the cup. There are some denominations, I guess, that would tell people not to, not to uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. Uh, we don't do that here. But we do ask you to examine yourself. And we'll do that in a minute. So as we look at Colossians 3, I want you to read that with me because these are some of the areas, not all of them, but some of the areas in which to examine yourself. And so I didn't um, put down consecutive verses here, but rather a few verses that I thought would be good for this. So read with me uh, these varied verses from Colossians 3. Focus your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Therefore, I, you know what? Be, after each verse, I'm going to stop for a second, if you don't mind, because I want people to think about it. Verse, next one. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, for that is idolatry. Next verse. But now... Set them all aside, anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. Next verse. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. 
If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. Now, as we've just gone through that, there might be some people here in, in, in our sanctuary and also some people on Facebook who have never received Yeshua as their Messiah. I'd like you to get that opportunity right now before we uh, take the elements of the Lord's Supper. So if, if that is you, what you would be doing is you would ask Yeshua, Jesus, into your life, and then the rest is up to God. He's going to transform you. So if you would read with me, and you know what? Let's just have everybody read because it's good to do this even though most of us here are believers. Let's just read this together, and if there's somebody who needs encouragement, maybe they'll feel encouragement by all of us reading. Remember, Yeshua means salvation. Receive Yeshua into your heart. I am sorry for sins, my sins. I receive Yeshua as Lord of my atonement. I dedicate my life to him. Father, I just pray in the name of Yeshua that you would pour out your spirit on people who have made a commitment to the Lord today. That if there is somebody in the sanctuary or somebody on Facebook who has decided to make Yeshua Lord of their lives, and they've done this in their heart of hearts, it's not just for show, it's not just for, for rote, but it's, it's something that they desire. I ask you now to pour out your spirit upon them, transform them, and bless them. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Let me also mention, if there's anybody here or on Facebook Live, um, let us know that you've made that commitment and we will be happy to get you a gift to help you with that co commitment. So let us know, please. Continuing on, um, does everybody have except me? Um, oh. No, no, I don't want yours. I, no, I, I understand the giving part of my message, but I think there is more. Thank you. Wow, this is a morsel. <laughs> I mean, I guess God can use anything. Is this to remind us of the mustard seed of faith? Okay. Oh, you are blessed. No, it's okay. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. So, as we continue to pray and prepare for this, the Lord's Supper, I ask you now, in a moment, to examine yourself, confess freely to the Lord, not to anybody else, but to the Lord, prepare your heart, remember intimacy you have with God is through Yeshua. Be thankful, and if you've accepted the Lord, just praise Him.
just praise him. So let's take a minute of silence and just allow God to work in our heart. This bread of affliction is a reminder that Yeshua gave his life for us. So we will start with the matzah. Read John 6.33 with me. For the bread of God is the one coming down from heaven and giving life to the world. John 6.51, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Matthew 26.26, Now while they were eating, Yeshua took matzah, and after he offered the bracha, he broke and gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Before we do this, he offered the bracha. So I don't know if this is the one that he used, but a bracha is a blessing. So let us do our traditional blessing as we thank the Lord. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Halom Hamotzi Lechem Min Aretz Amen Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Amen. Eat the matzah and meditate on Yeshua and what he has done for you. Read with me John 6.35. Yeshua said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Take the grape juice representing the fruit of the vine. John 15:5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. The fruit of the vine also represents Yeshua's blood sacrifice. We read about this in Leviticus 17.11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives, for it is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. Hebrews 9.13 and 14 explain it further. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. 1 Corinthians 11.26 For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Revelation 12.11 And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. So when Yeshua did this again, he said a blessing first. And so join with me and let's bless the fruit of the vine, the, the God for the fruit of the vine. Poruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Bore Prihi HaGafen Amen Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. Amen. Drink from the fruit of the vine and meditate on Yeshua's sacrifice. His desire is for you to receive abundance now and to have eternal life. Daily, you should take this journey with Yeshua in your mind and in your heart. That journey is one of intimacy. It's one of closeness. And that's what Passover brings us to because we know that sin separates us. It says this in Isaiah 59 too. Sin separates us from God. So the unleavenedness of our eating but also of our pledge to be pure before the Lord. If we do that daily, our life will change forever. You are part of the solution. I mentioned that our country is in turmoil. There's really only one solution, and that is to let people know of Yeshua the Messiah. And that it will change ourselves, it'll change our family, it'll change our state, our country, it'll change Israel, it'll change the world. So I pray that you will walk in Messiah's peace and his joy. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.